Hey y'all, this is Angel. And this is Amethyst. And welcome to the Black Table Talk. Our goal with this podcast is to educate, heal, and inspire by cultivating a space where Black voices are not only heard, but respected. So, tap in. My name's Angel. My name is Amethyst. And today we have two special guests with us. Yes, we do. We got Miss Sky Aiken. Say what's up. Say what's up. What's popping? You know what it is. Period. <laughs> and our second guest, Mike Love in this. What's good, y'all? <laughs> you this way. <laughs> Hello. All right, y'all. And today we're going to be talking about black love. Yes. So let's get started. Let's get into it. So our first question that we're gonna um we have lots of local list of questions while mm-hmm. we sip on our tea and drink our water because we're staying hydrated. Hey. Um, we have a little list of questions, um, and our first question that we're gonna use to guide this conversation is, what does black love mean to you? Yeah. So we'll have our guests answer yeah. first. Wow, dang. Um, black love to me is just us just trying to empower. Mm. Um, for us to be there for each other whether that's for someone you love of course or just someone who you're just trying to have a friendship with else to try to bring good um vibes to them Mm -hmm. um because a lot of times we try to be against each other Mm -hmm. and we don't really see that we're really um doing more bad than good sometimes and i feel like just black love in general should just be us just you know, just trying to be in this fight together to um, bring us up together. And we should want to see us thrive instead of, you know, well, they're in this place in life and I'm in this. Mm. Still, you know, try to put love into all parts of your life and into their lives. And spread love, especially amongst our black people because we need it the most. so just spreading love and joy. Because sometimes if you are down and you still spreading that love and joy, mm-hmm. it will uh, eventually transfer into you. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. And I just wish that and and amongst black people that we did spread more love yeah. and try to block out the bad vibes, whether that is um, for, you know, our black men and our black females um queens and kings because we all need to see that um and things like that yeah. i just wish there was more of black love um because of course we say that we love each other and we care for each other but stop saying it and actually show what it. does that look like mm. right absolutely so, what does that look like to you like black love being shown like how do you view that black love being shown is for like you know as like I kind of said earlier if you see someone who's up in life like for example if you're not at that position in life but your friend is in in that position Mm -hmm. still try to support and give them love like you shouldn't hate you know what I'm saying and a lot of times we try to hate our 
own who is trying to overcome. Mm. You know, yeah. instead of like, Wait, you should be happy that they're overcoming. Because yeah. when they overcome, they can help you overcome too. Mm. And a lot of people don't see that. Except we're so quick to tear them down as they're trying to come up. Mm. Um, I just wish we would like to see us all come up instead yeah. of mm-hmm. us choosing as to who we praise when they're trying to come up. We all should be uplifted. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mikey, what does black love mean to you? Oh, man. Black love is, like, very powerful. It's, like, overcoming. You know, we have so many things, like, faced against us, mm-hmm. you know. And for two for two people to come together, you know, form that union, and um, you know, yes, yeah, spread spreading love, spreading and like, cause yeah, it's just it's hard out here. Mm-hmm. So when when two when two black people are able to come together, despite you know how we're looked at at in America, yeah, especially mm-hmm. you know, and um, it's powerful. I I definitely agree. I think it's really interesting, like, living in a world where we're, like, witnessing and, like, being a part of the, like, largest civil civil rights movement. And so I feel like seeing, like, brother-sisterly black love is something that I think, at least personally, that we're seeing more. um, Because it's like, I'm fighting for your life because Mm -hmm. you look like me, because we share experiences, because we we share values, you know? Mm -hmm. And, like, outside of, like, obviously, like, romantic and intimate love, but I think, like, and like Amethyst always talks about how it's really important for that brother sister love. Like when I see you walking across the street, saying what's up, because like you're my brother, you're my sister. Yeah. And so I feel like definitely to hit on your point, like bringing that, bring, rebirthing that like love amongst our community and how that looks like um, to where that even if we're the, we only feel safe in our space, that sometimes is enough because like the country we live in is clearly never going to recognize me and recognize mm-hmm. my worth and my value yeah. and recognize that I deserve to be loved and to deserve to feel like a citizen, but it's fine. Um, but like really important that our community establishes that amongst one another and recognizes that because if we can empower each other, if we can love each other, and if we can be each other's ladder to elevate, then, then it benefits everybody. Exactly. And I think that's really important. What about you, Amethyst? What do you think? I think I'm glad that you. I forgot that I said that. Yeah, honest, <laughs> stuck I, with me. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's really important that we always view black love as being romantic. Mm-hmm. Black love is not only romantic. I mean, if we look back to the Black Renaissance, the Black Power movement, it goes way past romanticism it goes to that brotherly and sisterly kind of love yeah. go back to our last meeting i am my brother's keeper mm-hmm. i am my sister's keeper right i feel like we need to get back to that seeing a brother or a sister on the street and being like what's up what it means without it being like i'm trying to get at you right <laughs> it's just like are you okay how is your heart today yes. have you eaten today like how have you drinking any water today that's not me being in your business but i'm making sure you're cared for yeah you know, like, what happened to, like, me coming over and me making you a plate? Just be- not expecting a plate, but us making you a plate. Yeah. You know, that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's just that kind of love that we're, we're lacking in this generation. We've moved past that kind of love. That mm-hmm. kind of, like, love where we just come over after church and say, what's up? Okay. Because, like, that's the house that you come to after church and say, mm-hmm. what's up to, you know? I feel like we're not there anymore. I feel like in certain communities. Yeah. I don't want to say it's not there, but it's just not as shown. Mm -hmm. You know, it's 
like most depictions of black people mm-hmm. are negative like right. thugs hip hop gangs all that shit you know and so I feel like we kind of get lost in that right. and yes. forget that we do have those like it's there it's definitely present in the community I think it's a value thing yeah I think it's a value because I think if it was like if it was valued if it was valued more then we would see it acted more and it would yeah. be exactly. we would see like not that we would also just see it, but it'd be something that was, like, emphasized yeah. to that's do in your priority. communities. That's how you'd raise your children, right? Mm-hmm. That's how, and they'd become instinctual and natural. Yeah. I think it's, like, it's kind of... Behind the scenes. Yeah, exactly. And it, and if it's not valued, then it, it doesn't really give space for it to be appreciated and for it to be um, just seen more. But like you said, right. Mike, like, we just have very a very specific depiction of, like, what black people are in this community. And love is never entangled in that. Right. Like, and that's just kind of unfortunate because when we feed ourselves these images and we feed ourselves these ideals about mm-hmm. how love looks like amongst us, right. then and it's not associated with that brotherly love like you're talking about, that sister be love, mm-hmm. that let me come over and cook you a nice meal, making sure that you got fed. Right. Without me trying to, like, fuck you. Right, yeah. right. Even about Literally. that. Yeah. Yes. Then yeah. It, it's just like we, we genuinely end up missing out. Right. Like, really. Right. We genuinely end up missing out on like true community, and I feel like we have our community. I, mean, I feel like whatever space we welcome, we are welcomed into. We will create community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like, mm-hmm. but it doesn't feel like home anymore. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. And I, explain that. I don't. Know. Okay, a couple summers ago, I went to my. Uh, I went with my best friend to Belize, right? Because our family is from Belize. Ooh. And so nice. I know. Um, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> and we stayed with her grandma there the entire like month we were out there. And I remember just, like, waking up, and her grandmother was just, like, making powder bun all day. And there was, just, like, dough all over the kitchen table. And then, like, her uncle would come home from work with, like, freshly squeezed orange juice that he got from the neighbor down the block, you know? Well, Dang. down the dirt road. And <laughs> um, at, when we were eating dinner, we were watching, like, the football with, like, the soccer games. Yes, real football. We'll be watching dinner, eating like beans or something, and <laughs> watching soccer. And then somebody would just knock on the screen door while it was pouring down, raining in the middle of summer. That is <laughs> and they were just like, hey, what's up? They just came to say hi. Her grandma, like, you want some food? <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just like I don't know. That just feels like oh home for me. So and true. I remember, like, even when I'm at home, like, my auntie's house feels like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if everybody had that at home, but like, Wherever I go, I want to cultivate that space. Wherever I am, I want to create that space because I feel like that space holds so much value. And in a college town, we don't get too much of that. But everybody is just trying to either fuck you over or work you. And I'm just like, especially with this whole COVID shit going on, I just want to like contribute as much love, as much peace, as much light as possible. Like if you come into my home, you're gonna be welcomed. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are, you're gonna be welcomed. Leave the bu- leave the bullshit at the door. Mm-hmm. I don't want it here. I don't want it in this space. So if you come in on bullshit, leave it at, at the, the door, door with your shoes, and you're gonna come in the space with love. And if you have any other intentions, I'm sorry, but you gotta get the fuck on. Facts. No, we got time for that. Because exactly. you you do have to protect, bro. That's so true. Like the your, your foundation of your home literally has to be from love because I grew up the same way like my family is so big on hospitality like Mm -hmm. and they'll treat somebody who they just met like we've known each other for 15 years like feel comfortable like cook them the biggest meal ever just because they came over (laughs) and it's like company was like it's something that's really valued and making people feel like my space is your Mm -hmm. space like you know what right literally (laughs) an event and I'm like I when I came home from college I didn't get a but it's fine (laughs) Um, they can they can get a meal but yeah it's so 
true. Like, my family really valued that. And that got passed down to me. Because yeah. I realized, like, seeing the effect on other people. Like, Absolutely. people want to come back to Absolutely. a space that is filled with love. People want to come back to a home that makes them feel welcome. and makes them feel like your time is valued here. Like, Absolutely. you spending it in this home is really important. And even if they had nothing, because that's even how my parents grew up. Like, they didn't grow up with much. But the thing about it is, like, community was so valued. And even if, like, I was giving you the last of what I had in my home in order to ensure that you felt right. welcome in my space. Because the fact of the so matter important. is, bro, you don't know what they just faced out there in that Facts. world. And mm-hmm. I, feel like that's why our, I feel like that's why our grandmothers and our great-grandmothers cherish their black men so much. Even mm-hmm. the ones that did not treat them well. Because they understood what they experienced out there mm-hmm. in that world. Right. I know what you have to face out there. Even though... Even on the worst of a chance that you might not treat me the way I deserve to be treated, I know how they treat you. So I know how I'm going to treat you. Mm-hmm. You need to come in for a spell, for you want a drink. Do you want mm-hmm. a glass of water, some lemonade, some iced tea? Oh, my soul. My, it's just like for the simple fact of the matter is we go through so much. Oh, God. And I feel like the only problem with that I have is that it should not just be our men. We t- we devalue how much our black women face. And that's one thing yes. traditionally that I yes. don't like about the black community. I don't like how we address on such a deep level the traumas mm. of our black men, but mm. we only go mm. to surface mm. level with the traumas of our black women. The most disrespected person mm-hmm. on this earth is a black, is a black woman. woman. But I also want to say that like, we need to be careful how much we're saying that because I don't want to say it so much that it's becoming law and we are internalizing it so we begin to accept it. You feel exactly. me? I, so we have to be careful with our words. Yes, that quote is without a doubt true, but what are we doing to change it? I mean, are we just yeah. like memorizing it and speaking it? You feel and me? just accepting that truth. Exactly. Yeah. Or are we accepting an identity that we don't even like? Yeah. You and feel me? So I just. What's, what's up? I'm sorry, I thought she was. What, what, did, you, what did you want to say about Oh, no. I was, just, I was just agreeing as to how they always speak about how black men. Um, go through things um but a black queen has went through a lot also right. and people don't really see that we always have been a- a- exploited right. they literally did experiments on us yep. and we didn't have any type of like um just something to keep us from the pain and and folks just say that we can handle everything you know like we're strong but we need to be heard also because we have problems and i feel like we're always quick to 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 give love to the black man Mm -hmm. but we don't always get that same treatment back i mean of course you have some of those but i feel like on a wide basis you'll see the black queen out on the front then a black king on out on the front for us in a sense right yeah so and I agree I feel like black women are always like held to this uh, like standard of just strength like strength 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 and I feel like that is kind of dehumanizing like because the thing about a human being is that we are complex that's just point blank period meaning our emotions and our abilities and our strength ranges like Mm -hmm. and so I think like and it's, it's true, like, black women are strong. That's just point big period, yeah. but that's just like, the whole of our identity. And so I feel like having to maintain that identity is a lot because it's right. not like, because it's strength. Yeah. And the thing is, it's like, sometimes you're not strong. Yeah. Like, sometimes you're weak and sometimes you are vulnerable and sometimes it's, a, it's overbearing, right. the things that you have to face as a black woman. And so it's like, 
having to feel like you have to be strong all the time is Mm -hmm. a lot of work very toxic right and if you're taking on everybody's burdens how are you releasing them exactly like who who are you releasing them into what are you releasing them into you know because energy never dies it's only transmitted so if you are holding that energy in your body day in day out and then someone else comes and they talk to you about their problems day in Mm -hmm. day out someone comes the next day and then you got your own problems Mm -hmm. how are you releasing how are you releasing you feel me no I agree that's so important I agree like the number one solution like cause I think about cause I think about like grandparents and parents like you probably are gonna go to your mom before you go to your dad about advice type thing and like you know that your mom strong black woman has the advice has what to give you but it's like we don't think about like what are your battles like what are her internal battles what is she facing what is her trauma that she's still trying to deal with what what is the baggage of like and it's true like what is the like the effects of carrying everybody's load and then carrying your load on top of that and then being expected to be strong while carrying it and not fumble it's just i can't Mm -hmm. yeah my mom experienced that for sure um, cause when she was young, her mom didn't hear her out at all. Mm. And, and, and plus it'd be times where I'll have my own trauma, but I'll mm. actually have my mom talk. Cause she literally be like, Sky, like you're my friend. Right. Cause she doesn't have anybody to talk to. Mm. Cause I feel like a lot of times black queens were, um, growing up to just handle everything. Mm. Yeah. So when she actually had a daughter like me, she was like, dang, Sky, I can really talk to you about anything. Right. Cause she literally talked me for hours. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'd be like, but I know that she doesn't have anyone else to talk to, so yeah. I'll just be quiet and listen to what she's going through. And she, she literally be like, Sky, like you really have helped me. And me, who's who's her child, I'm twenty, mm-hmm. but I've been allowed to grow up in a time period where I can embrace um, my, my own problems and be able to express that. So mm-hmm. I, I want to give her the chance to express her trauma and problems to me and trying to show her that, that I can give her love that she didn't experience trying to grow up. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. especially in places like, because, you know, I'm from Philly. Yeah. And, <laughs> and in Philly, especially in the hood, like you're automatically seen as hood and all these crazy things and you don't deserve to have true feelings. Mm. So she, you know, like from her just, you know, in the hood and some growing up in that environment, she wasn't able to really express that because she'll probably, probably being told to shut up or that yeah, she's always mode. angry. Survival mode. Yeah, survival mode. Twenty four seven. So you can't ever problem. really express yourself because you might think somebody gonna try to use it against you. Right. So yeah. and I was like, Mom, just tell me at all. She was like, so I just love talking to you because you just allow me. And, and plus, I feel like. Um, we just need that black love as it's going back to the top of black love is that we need to show love in all um, in all aspects um, yeah. um, to allow people to express themselves mm-hmm. because we claim that we love someone but we don't actually check as to how they are as a person yeah. so how can you love someone and don't check to see how they're feeling right I see I think that's one thing about our generation, like, compared to, like, all the previous ones. Mm-hmm. Like, we're so, like, tapped into our mental and emotional health. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I feel like, yeah, like, like my mom, my mom's, like, at home all the time alone, and, you know. 
So, like, trying to check in, you know, like, make sure, like, like, hey, mom, like, how are you feeling, you know? Because mm-hmm. they, they, like, growing up, they didn't have, they didn't have, like, what, like, oh, like, safe spaces. Like, you could talk yeah. out your feelings. Like, yeah, like, they're survival mode, survival mode all the time. Mm-hmm. So, like. I agree. Mm-hmm. It's super interesting that, like, expressing emotions is, like, something that has to be taught. Like, mm-hmm. you have to learn, like, from down to, like, vocabulary, like, how words are associated with feelings and, like, how to have somebody understand what you're feeling and it's so interesting like when you grow up in an environment where you're not taught to do that and you're actually taught the opposite mm-hmm. that it's better for you to not express anything because mm-hmm. you will survive in this world that way and so it's really like hard because I, I think like all of us have experienced parents who are like that it's like mm-hmm. there's a disconnect because it was never taught and now you're a grown person you've lived in this body experienced this life for 40 plus years you know 50 plus years with the same kind of process of how you deal with trauma how you deal with pain how you deal with anything and so it's like super interesting because I feel like we're all in a position of unlearning and I think that love is like a really big way of doing that because it it introduces like being comfortable enough to even learn how to unlearn and then relearn like yeah. you know because it's just a lot so I, I think that it's super powerful that like like you said, Mike, like we're a generation who's willing to do that mm-hmm. or even and even if I guess we're not willing but I I guess reckon even just recognizing that there's an issue with that right. and that like and love has to be the first approach and how we do mm-hmm. that in our communities and in our homes mm-hmm. like with our parents and our siblings and like teaching our younger siblings like it's okay to have to show affection it's okay to like be open with your emotions even if you know and especially it's different with like black men and black women how they're told to express emotions but that's a different topic but <laughs> Um, yeah, I do agree, though. I think that's, like, really important and powerful. And I hope that it, like, that when we have kids, that our kids are really tapped into love and really tapped into, like, expressing how they are and who they are and what they feel. I feel like on a different note, platonically, and how we express our ourself platonically with each other, I feel like we need to normalize, um, when we come into our front space, we need to normalize asking them are they mentally available for what I'm about to release I feel like we need to well I feel like we don't we don't do that like when we come into our friend's space before we like girl guess what happened today be like how's your heart like how's your how's your heart I've had a really rough day and I want to talk to someone about it are you mentally available and emotionally available to hear it and to receive it because how do you know what their day in like what what their day was like you know like That's you don't know what their day was like you don't know what they were what they had to go through today we know you had a hard day you just told us but you didn't know if I had a hard day maybe I don't really want your problems on my spirit right now because after you tell them to me they're gonna be on my spirit like a a big ass backpack my nigga especially if your friend is empathetic. And that's probably why you're coming to them because they are. Mm-hmm. So it's just like we need to normalize when you come into your friend's space to just gossip, to just talk about some shit. Are they emotionally available to even hear it out? Yeah. Because normally, like, if a person's like listening to you and they don't offer you advice back, they don't really don't want to talk about it. Yeah. So you need to also be aware of that. Some people don't want to talk about bullshit all day, you feel me? Bro, literally, I feel that so hard. Like, I just feel like 
I feel like that's so important. And I feel like because the thing is, like, when you are express, like, when you're talking about yourself and you're talking about what you're going through, like, you are essentially, like, having someone carry your stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think people really don't recognize that, like, the kind of effect that it can have on someone that you love, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And, like... And it's not even, and it's true, like, and it's not like anyone's trying to be ever rude if they're like, no, I cannot carry this right now. It's just that, like, you have to be okay to help somebody else. You have to be mentally well to help somebody else. And you want to be able to give your best foot forward. Like, if I don't have the physical energy, the mental energy to do it, then it wouldn't be fair to both you and I because I can't be an effective friend and you probably will not get the, you won't get the best of me, you yeah. know? And so I think that's super important. I think that definitely needs to be normalized because that's definitely, like, healthy. Right. Like, it's really healthy for any kind of relationship you have, whether platonic or not. So, right. you know what? Yes, people right. do that. Our next question, we're going to move on to yeah. just stay on track. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, we were um, We just <laughs> <bounced>. <laughs> The question is, but I want to I um, rephrase it after I present it. Um... Why do we protect black love the way we protect black love? But on the contrary, do we protect black love? Right. Mm. Right. Do we protect black love in a way that's not selfish? What do you mean? Can by you explain? That? Yeah. yeah. What do you mean by selfish? <laughs> by selfish? I say, I say um, most of the time when I see people protecting black love, it's before their own needs and desires. Mm. Like I feel like when someone sees a black guy with a white girl, when a yeah. person sees like a black girl mm-hmm. with someone that's not of their race, they're just like, but what about black love? But what about our people? What about our community? Yeah. You feel me? Or when they say, um, when someone's coming to use you or to manipulate you, man, you always want to bring a person down. It's always the black people tearing down black people. Why can't you just lift me up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what about... but? When their their intention truly is to use you, and you're defending yourself, becomes a problem for them. So now, mm. it's you not doing your job or fulfilling your role as a black man or a black woman. Mm. You feel me? Oh, but as a black man, you're supposed to protect the black woman, but you out here cheating on me. But mm. mm. okay, Sky, Sky got something to say. Mm. <laughs> So, I feel like in that way, we we use black love when it's convenient for us. Mm. And we protect black love when it only applies to us getting what we want. Mm. So, I want to reassert, why do we protect black love the way we do? And on the contrary, do we protect black love at its root and where it started, jumping the broom status in slavery while we still had our chains on our feet going to bed. Do we protect black love the way they protected black love? I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, because that was just how, what I was trying to say from the jump. Mm-hmm. Like, do we, you know, spread love, like, actually spread it? Um, but... I feel like we protect black love on that way, the way we do, because um, we are being se- like um, self-centered mm-hmm. in a sense, as to what you were saying, like how we seem to only speak about black love when it's a man who is trying to love outside their race, because mm-hmm. um, you know, because true black love. 
is us spreading it in all ways in our community. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just about if someone, you know, choose to date outside their race. Because you're speaking on on how you feel in a way of you want a black man, but he doesn't, you know, trying to have you. Right. But it's like, okay, speak on black love as to how your f- friend is doing, mm-hmm. how your, your, your dad is doing, how your grandparents are doing. Right. That's truly us trying to protect and convey black love. Right. People get love in the sense of having sex or in that sense not black love as in love as a whole as in love is a huge bond between people and their spirits and how we all should be seen as of importance right um so i feel like we really do not convey convey the true meaning of spreading that black love right black love as in you support your friend and you don't expect half off for your friend who is trying to build for herself. Mm-hmm. But the true black love is that you want to pay that full price right. for your friend. Even though you offered me a discount. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even though you offered me a discount. Ooh, not even if you offered no, me a discount. For real. Because um, true black love is, um, is if you see that your friend is starting to do well and you don't ever tell them, wow, I see that you're doing mm-hmm. well, but as soon as I'm doing bad, you be right. like, girl, do better. Right. Mm-hmm. So saying true black love is us trying to a- 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 acknowledge the good instead of the bad. Right. Um, and I feel like often, I feel like often we don't truly convey that love. It's more like fake love. And as you said, mm-hmm. Amethyst, we only convey that love is when it's inconvenience to us. Right. You can't say, oh, yeah, I love these people. Then you see them out on the street, you can't even mm-hmm. say hello. Because right. a lot of times I've experienced people that say they care about black people. They love black people, but then you see a black person, you don't speak. Smile. Be like, hey, how right. are you? Right. You know, and I miss that time because sometimes I feel you know, mm-hmm. you can experience the good black love and the bad black love. Right. You'll have those people that are like, hey, girl, you good today? Be like, I'm good. You? But then you had those people that were mean muggy. And like, for what? Mm. Right. We seem to not truly know the understanding of black love right. and how to convey it and spread it. Absolutely. Since you brought up the topic of like interracial mm-hmm. dating, how do y'all feel about black men dating out their race or black women dating out their race? Like, well, yeah. How do y'all feel Oof. about that? <laughs> I want to relate it to history. Okay. Um, there was a video I showed you one I showed you a while back when we were supposed to do this. Recording. Yeah. <laughs> we were supposed to record this podcast a minute ago, y'all. We, appre- we appreciate y'all patience. We really do. We are sorry for the delay. <laughs> Life. <laughs> but me and Angel had a um, conversation a while back, and I showed her this video of Malcolm X um, because... Malcolm X and um, he was speaking at some sort of conference some sort of meeting and he was talking about how um, essentially a community is only as strong and as um, powerful as the way they treat their women um, and how the way they value 
their women. And he was talking about, let's take the white community, for instance. We see how much value they put on their women. And if anybody touched their women, it was off with your head type shit. You feel me? Um, And he was talking about until we value our women to the extent of the way they value their women, Mm -hmm. we'll never be as powerful or powerful as a community, as a unit. You feel me? And um, he also, I think someone made an analysis of that video and they said that that can be seen today or even like post um, civil rights movement in the 60s. Um, how once interracial relationships were legalized all over America, um, a black man having a white woman was a, a, a symbol of pride because mm-hmm. he's just like, now that I have your woman, mm-hmm. I'm your equal type mm-hmm. shit. You can't call me boy no more. You can't look down at me. I'm with your girl type mm-hmm. shit. So he was just like, it, it was so interesting to me. That's like, sucks. Are you? And I looked about like like it, like being introspective about it. I guess I want to say like looking at it past what for what it is. You mm-hmm. feel me? Like, are you with this girl because you like her mm-hmm. and because you appreciate her and you value her and you think she's a dope ass female? You feel me? Mm-hmm. Or same go for a guy or anybody who's mm-hmm. non-binary. Mm-hmm. Are you with them because of who they are on the inside? Are you with them because it is a status symbol? Mm. You feel me? Yeah. Yes. Oh, so you, oh. <laughs> yeah, so the interracial thing, I feel like you can't help to love who you love. Right. But then if you have to tear down someone else in the process of you, of you so-called trying to love who you love, mm-hmm. that's, that's like my whole issue. Because mm-hmm. I don't really care if you decide to date Hispanic, date a, you know, or I as a black queen. <laughs> Uh-huh. decide to uh-huh. date you know you know hispanic or white asian right. but i'm not going to tear down the black man in the process right yeah. i'm going to mm-hmm. love who i love but i'm not gonna be like well this man these black men is this and these black men are that but a lot of times in the contrary when it comes to um black kings because we are kings and queens um i feel like they try to tear down the black queen why they're trying to love who they love outside of um, their race or whatever. And that is my whole issue. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's why sometimes I don't blame the black queens who speak out on it, but it's also, it's other things that we can speak out on to spread love. Instead of what we're talking about, them trying to date a a white um, woman or something like that, be like, why do you have to tear me down in the process? Right. It should be that first, then to be, why are you trying to date this white woman? But why do you have to tear me down? Mm-hmm. Do what you got to do. But but don't be in the contrary, I'm dating this white woman because these black women, right. I didn't ask you about me. Right. Yeah. Why right. do I have to come into the circle right. and mm-hmm. be deteriorated in the process? Right. right. You shouldn't do that. Right. And that's all result back to black love. Right. You know? And plus, and plus, like, it doesn't ha- have to be in the sense of you trying to date me, but you should respect me. Uh-huh. You should exactly. show me love that you would want me to show you. Yeah. And also, um, damn, it just came and it left that fast. <laughs> I wanted to say, like, on a point of, like, you are who you attract. Mm. People always be like, oh, I attract what I want to be. 
absolutely not. You attract who you are. Yeah. You attract who you are. So if you're only attracting a certain kind of human, then who are you? Look at yourself. Yeah. But you also have to be careful with that because on the contrary, if you're a healer, you're going to attract people who need to be healed. So you have to be very careful. Hmm. So it's like you have to look at like who you're attracting, who what kind of spaces you're putting yeah. yourself into. Mm-hmm. And you feel me? Mm-hmm. And it's just like you can't just be like you don't want to generalize your people. Cuz you don't want to general you don't want to generalize yourself. First, I don't want to be generalized. I don't want you to put me in the same boat as everybody else. Mm-hmm. I'm not like so and so just yeah. because I may look like so and so. Maybe we might be the same age. Oh, God. oh those millennials those females, mm-hmm. them niggas, like, stop. Yeah. Stop. Because, like, do you know what you look like mm-hmm. when you do that? Like, I'm going to be real. Like, I don't want to be around you when you're talking all that bitter, from a bitter standpoint, bro. Niggas you're... be hurt. <laughs> Not niggas like, be hurt. No, it's true. And it's, it's that's it's the, learning the issue is that it's rooted in, like, it's just rooted in, like, kind of just, evilness because it's true mm-hmm. like it's not a place of like endearment or encouragement or uplifting right. it's always the opposite right and like when you and it's crazy it's just crazy to me because like how are you in a group of pe- people that look like yeah. you mm-hmm. you like you know especially like when i think about black men like you were birthed from a black mother like you came out of yeah. black woman yeah. like yeah. literally came out of one so how can you sit here and disrespect black women. How can you see here and not see their value? Mm-hmm. Like not see their value. That's what that just blows my mind. But I think it's self hate. I do too. It's yeah. it all because what's it called when you when you look at the standard of beauty? Yeah. You know, like what's what's popularized? It's European blonde, blue eyes. And it has been since the early nineteen hundreds. Exactly, and you know, and like just like you were saying earlier with the black man, like uh, thinking he's equal right. with the white man, right. you know, it's just it's really just all rooted in self hate and mm-hmm. insecurity. This might offend some people, and some people are not gonna like me saying this. Say, it, say, it, say, it, say, it. say it. because I feel hurts. like it's a thing. But fetishizing, bro, bro, I feel like in fetishizing within the black community. Huh. Okay, talking about self-hate. Light skin is. That's what I mean. Oh, yeah. I feel like black niggas, black men, excuse me, my black kings. <laughs> yeah. I love you all. Like, the transition. It's all good. Because like, I really don't want to, like, present a certain kind of rhetoric like we're only, like, demonizing you guys. I don't want that. So I need to but it's based off experience. Right. Experience. Yeah. I just yeah, want to say, like, black men who are, like, I've seen like black men who are very, very, very dark skinned and choose only mm-hmm. to date very, very, very light skinned women mm-hmm. with like us like, only like loose curl patterns. Like I'm not dating anybody outside of that. I won't even look at nobody outside of that. Yeah. Yes. I only date that shade and lighter, like Mexican mm-hmm. to white, like Latinx you- to white. And I feel like it is self hate. I feel yeah. like they've had to learn that because they've you experienced certain things being of that complexion and they've heard certain, certain things about women of other complexions. You know, that's... another thing of that is mm-hmm. growing up dark skin, you get made fun of a lot and I feel like people don't want their kids to grow up like that, mm-hmm. you know? So they're like, oh, fuck. So I don't, it might they, be they, survival. Like, you know? Yeah. 
It's true. It's, it's sad. It is sad though, cause like I think every black girl that I know, even if it was sort of black men, have always had to ask themselves like, does he like black? Especially if you're darker. Exactly. Like, yep. does he like black girls? Yep. And it's like, how am I? Why yes. is that a question that I need to ask yeah. with somebody who looks like me? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, it is like that's just kind of the frustrating thing I think like that I personally experienced through like people fetish fetishizing having fetishes oh my gosh english <laughs> but yeah because it's like when you're darker like this like society already tells me that i'm not beautiful right. check mm-hmm. and then men in my own community women in my own community whoever you want to be with hey um tell me the same thing so it's like how am i how am i to feel right. worthy right. how am i to mm-hmm. feel like desirable how am i to feel like you know, welcomed as I am about components that I cannot change. Like my blackness remains and that's just part of it. And so it's true. Like I do wish like, and it's not all black men, but I do wish like black men, like if we grew up in a, in a world where black men were always hyping dark skinned women, always hyping brown skin, like in the, all the range, like if we, I think we would feel more beautiful Mm. and feel like we can hold that. And obviously we, our worth is not determined by what anybody says about us, but I think that encouragement within our community would just... Yeah. I think it's all... Awesome. Yeah, because it's like, to, I feel like to avoid that, like what you're talking about, your experiences, like when you grew up dark-skinned, like when you grew up darker, like you get made fun of. And I think like in order to avoid that, it should be encouragement, not like yeah. like yeah. running away from anyone that might, yeah. We just got to get back to like loving ourselves. Absolutely. And For like them. get unlearning all these fucking beauty that. St- quotation marks i'm doing if you can't because y'all can't see me (laughs) (laughs) we gotta learn all this all this shit like oh like you know this is this is how it's supposed to be like this is ghetto this is ratchet like that's it's so dumb like we we can't be we can't be uh always searching from approval from other people Mm -hmm. facts that part i also feel like it's been perpetuated outside of our community though and then we accepted it yeah oh for sure like um these trains of thoughts are just leaving no it's okay (laughs) they're just leaving wow i just i honestly do i feel like they've been perpetuated outside of our community i feel like and we've just like accepted it we've just like nonchalantly been like yep that's what's up because it's true because the standard isn't us so it's not made from us you know it like literally reflects something that's completely different from what you look like and so i do agree i wonder why though i guess survival too right like why we've accepted these and made it our norms and then perpetuated by accepting them and then only like you said mm-hmm. learning to love women who are literally light and lighter mm-hmm. <laughs> never going dark um i was actually gonna i feel like it's from the thoughts being put on us mm-hmm. and then instead of us trying to step away from it right we turned it into a norm right because yeah. it of course didn't start with us mm-hmm. no, you no. know but it, it it just started from the things that we've seen, the things that we heard, especially on us on our little apps like Snapchat and Instagram. Right. Things like that has pushed these ideas and norms farther. Right. And we just don't seem to want to pull away from it, except except we choose to feed into it. You know, because yeah. it's the fact that you'll see, uh, at least like a long time ago, you wouldn't even see black queens on tv right you'll see white women so that eventually men who always see a white woman like wow i want me a white woman and just certain things that you see and then and then on ig and things like that Mm -hmm. plus the memes 
you know, be like, oh yeah, these girls are winning, white girls are winning, Hispanic women, and mm-hmm. then you'll see black girls are ratchet, and those ideas start to stick yeah. to, in the minds yeah. to not only the men, but to us, and then right. to make us right. feel like we're bad. Um, and I feel like that is, I feel like once you reach a certain level of consciousness, you start to reject that. Once mm-hmm. you see things for what it is, you see your woman as who they are, and that they're not that, they're not just able to be categorized you feel me mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of men have rejected that I'm like mm-hmm. that's not it that's not the move i'm not going to just put my woman down because i know where i came from type shit you feel me and i feel like those men like artists rappers who decide to only present yeah. like black women in their music videos they get caught out like crazy yo like um i don't have one to for as an example but a black man who only decides to put black women or women of color in their music videos, mm-hmm. they are just like, oh, but what about these women? What mm-hmm. about these women? Why aren't you appreciating these women? You don't like us either? Mm-hmm. But black men are, and black women are the only people that we have to explain ourselves. We have to give you an explanation as to why no, we, we want to include our own. We're like expected to. We're, ex- exactly. We're expected to. And I feel like, fuck that. Straight yeah. up, fuck that. Because you don't see the Latinx Mm-hmm. artist appreciating their own and then bring, being scrutinized for mm-hmm, it. You don't see it. people in India or Bollywood Facts. appreciating their own and then being put under scrutiny. Mm-hmm. You don't see mm-hmm. white men or white women appreciating who they are and then helping out the next person so they could be yeah. up there with them and they're just like, oh, but why are you helping them out? Why won't you help me out? I'm mm-hmm. over here type mm-hmm. shit. No. It's praised on. You feel me? So I feel like even the people that try to learn and try to accept, they're put under such strong, like, concern. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, even when I'm doing the best for my people, even when I'm doing the best for myself, I'm changing the narrative. I'm still looked down upon Mm. by sometimes my own. Mm -hmm. Oh, why are you like, why are you with her? She, she like... Damn, Literally. you're like, oh, like, why don't you get you a nice girl that passed a paper bag test? Literally, I saw a post because Brent Fias he posted a, um, some yeah. girl, and she was like, you know, she was dark skin or whatever. Yeah. And there was girls that was like, she not really that cute. And I'm like, see, this is the problem. Exactly. Yeah. As soon as we get something that can push us forward, right. we yeah. try to push ourselves <laughs> back, and we're not spreading that black love. Yeah. She, he is with a female who is dark skin. Yeah. Y'all cry because y'all don't see it. Now you got it and y'all trying to tear down mm. your own queen. I feel like it's the conditioned mind. It's, 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 it's the conditioned mind. We've it's been um, indoctrinated. It's been indoctrinated us to believe that we should appeal to a certain standard. And once we step out of that standard, I feel like once you step out of that standard, you yeah. should expect backlash. Of course you're going to get it. Of course. It's, it, it's been conditioned into us to believe we only will be accepted if we follow a certain yeah. role. So once we back away from that and once we reject mm-hmm. that, backlash is inevitable. I and feel like so we should expect specified. it. Like, it's so specified. Like, it's literally, like, down to body type, down to hair texture, down Ugh. to skin color. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, the... The, I don't know, like, what is depicted as beauty it's so is annoying. so, it's just like, it it's doesn't gross. even fit, not even like a fourth of the category of how diverse black beauty women is. can be, how diverse black men can come. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, why, the box is so small, and about three niggas fit in it. <laughs> Literally. And it's just like, everybody else is supposed to sit here and hate themselves? Yeah. 
everybody's is supposed to sit here and not like be able to be appreciated and acknowledged yeah. and 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 shown out like you said mm-hmm. like and it's just like wow mm-hmm. i should expect backlash because i don't fit yeah. a mold that i never yeah. created and plus Great. we need to really try to hit on beauty being from the heart and the inside because mm-hmm. folks don't understand that you can look beautiful on the outside and your heart could just be trash exactly. like you really need to emphasize that and if we emphasize beauty as you said will reflect all the ranges mm-hmm. of what it can be because mm-hmm. you can be chunky and be beautiful you can be skinny Facts. and be beautiful you can be Facts. short you can be tall you can have 4C here. You can have 3C here. You can, you know, have short hair. You can have hair down to your booty. Your hair, you can be bald. Right. My guy, like, and still be beautiful. Shout out to Nia. Shout out to Ari. Put beauty with the outside. Beauty really comes within because we're so stuck on flesh. That's why we even got to have these conversations about race and mm. black love and everything. Just yeah. like the whole concept in general. If we really focus on beauty within, mm-hmm. we can literally accept the outside beauty way more on all ranges. So how do we like, how do we promote self-love in black communities? Like, how do we do that for our people? We need to just try to just think before we speak think before we act on a lot of things mm. really evaluate yourself mm. in order to evaluate others and spread that love because mm. you can't spread love if you don't have love within right no cap so say it again really say it again need to connect because you know excuse me people this is sky i'm just really spiritual <laughs> now no no talk so that talk sky you don't really talk it but i feel like we just really need to connect within who we are, mm. understand what is true love to ourselves, exactly. then we can truly spread that. And I feel like that's the problem with black people because we never were really shown that love. Yeah. And when we are shown, we try to push it away. Mm-hmm. We just need to learn to accept love and understand love. And then we can be unstoppable and spread love in all yeah. those ways in the community and amongst ourselves. Because I feel like that's the whole problem. Because like you said, self-hate. And that's why we tend to bring down our black women. Because right. we feel like mm-hmm. since we don't care about ourselves and our skin tone that much, why should we uplift the black woman who is the same skin tone as us or things like us? Yeah. yeah. Once we accept that, who cares if you date whoever, but you'll be able to still uplift your black woman or still be able to uplift your black men. Mm-hmm. Just uplift each other. Exactly. It's we, all about the the soul and stuff like that. Yeah, like we gotta connect. We gotta connect, like with who we really are. We gotta be our truest, authentic selves. Because when you when you're your truest, authentic self, mm-hmm. whoever is right for you, whoever is authentically right for you, will 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 show themselves. Mm-hmm. If you try yeah. being where you are, or you try going to where you know, trying to fit into where places you trying to put a fucking cylinder into a square. Yeah. Okay. And, you know what I'm saying. It's not gonna work, so you just gotta be. If you really wanna like get back, we gotta connect with ourselves, right? First and foremost. The no. question. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. What's up? Oh, I was just repeating the question, but the question was, how do we like cultivate self love in our communities? Right. Since we keep talking about how it's super important for like progression, so how do we do that? And I feel like our self love is how it co- contributes to how we protect our love, how we protect Black love. You feel know? me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when you said that, I thought about the um. 
the quote that um talks about um I'm gonna just read it because it's an amazing quote. I could like yeah, I could like sum it up, but oh, this is heavy for me, y'all. Oh, you get it. You only give it justice. Right. right. <laughs> I don't remember who um said it, um, but I'm gonna read it, and it's um it reads, "Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that frightens us most. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God." Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people will not feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that it that is within us. It is not just in some of us, it is in everyone. And as we let down our light and as we let our light shine, we unconsciously give others permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Mm. And that, okay, people who know, who don't know, I'm going to tell y'all, that shit was from Coach, Coach Carter. Carter. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that shit was from Coach Carter. <laughs> but like, that's where I originally heard it, but I looked up the full quote. Because it's like, hit home. We are so terrified of our power. Like, as black people, we've been told to hate ourselves. Yo, like, do we get that? Like, we possess an immeasurable measurable amount of power, right? Mm-hmm. And the fact of the matter is, we don't see it, but our oppressors do. That's why they're so scared. And that's why they are on our backs. Mm-hmm. They didn't ship cracking guns into the black communities and put a liquor store on every corner because they didn't see our they, they didn't see yes. it as a threat. They are threatened by us. That's where the whole like stereotypes of the black buck comes from. Of the mammy, of the Jezebel. Mm-hmm. Those are mm-hmm. all of those stereotypes come from. They give us these stereotypes so we could see ourselves that way. Mm-hmm. And we could break us ourselves so they don't have to do it. So the blood is on our own hands. So it doesn't have to be on theirs. Sheesh. The yeah. chains didn't disappear. They just made them invisible in, in the mind. Yeah. You feel me? Mm-hmm. No, I remember we were talking about this in our last podcast. LOL, y'all. But um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so true. Like the, the best way to win over somebody and to make somebody be defeated and like... In a, in a way that's permanent take the mind. is to take their mind like if I can make you believe that you are not as powerful as you are if I can make you believe that you were made to move mountains when you were made to if I can make you believe like lies about yourself and you solidify it as truth right. then you can't you can't even think about moving you right. know what I mean because you're stuck in, in your understanding of your ability and it's not actually where it is right. and so that's just it's just so true it's so like, crazy it is so true cause, and it's, that's why it's important to be cautious about what you feed yourself Absolutely. like what are you feeding Ooh. your mind what are you feeding your soul what are you feeding your spirit no really like what are you feeding it because then it becomes a reflection of who you are because really when you deep things like mm-hmm. when it's in in, when you carry something and when you feed yourself you carry it in your soul and your spirit and like when you start to attach identities that were never meant to be for you yes, when you start to attach like paths that were never made for you and you start walking in them and you start carrying these identities like you are you're not and the thing is like you're not only failing yourself but you're failing the people that you were meant to to touch like you right 
I was watching a sermon, Sarah Jakes. If y'all know her, you know the vibes. Yes, being a touch point, like you're a touch point if you're spiritual, but like being a touch point for God, and it's like when you don't, when you're moving in a way that is directed by somebody else or by people who are not here to see your progression right then you end up in places that you were never meant to be and you, you don't end up touching the people that you're meant to be because like that the thing is like you're important for not just for yourself but for people right and so it's really true like that quote hit oh my gosh please send that to me it's just so true because it's like understanding your power and understanding your importance understanding your worth underst- understanding your ability like gives you permission then to um what's the english word <laughs> um the English word it's like when when you make things grow. <laughs> um, anyway, but basically like if you when you tapped into who you really are, you're, you're given yeah, you're given the chance to mm-hmm. to ah, I can't think of the English mm-hmm. word, but the English word, okay? That I'm thinking of, y'all should know. No, it's like taking a seed and then making it grow. Watering it. Yeah, you get to water your gifts. You get yeah. to water like your abilities. You get to yeah. water Make them your expand. exactly yeah. so that way when you move, you can move with confidence because you've been able to like take care and nurture that. That's the right. word, nurture. Right. Mm. Nurture what you have. So it's like, oh, it's so important to watch what you feed yourself mm. because it does contribute to how you love yourself yes. and it does contribute to how you choose to stand in this world. And oh. you could choose to walk around. And not and feel powerless and be powerful. That's that's worse. Like to feel powerless and to and um and, but to be powerful, and then like your impact is just already not as it should be. And that's just while sad. you were talking, there was like three things that came to my mind <laughs> that I think are like super beneficial to take away from this as a whole. We're not even finished yet, but to take away, I, I feel like um to take away, I feel like well, th- three things came to my mind. One. It's on my wall, actually. It's which is really strange. Um, be careful who you let feed you. Mm. Mm. And I'm what? not like if we, okay. We, if we thinking about it on a literal basis, you are not finna go to any motherfucker house eating they food. Hell no. Let's just not like, everybody. No, <laughs> you're not just gonna eat everybody cooking because you don't know what they put in their shit. Some people put cranberries and they mashed potatoes. Like no, Ooh, that's just that not. Could be a... <laughs> Bye. <laughs> It could be mine. Let's not. Let's not, Angel. Let's not. I feel like... Hey, low I'm kind of like low key. Low key? But I'm anyway, like... let's but move go on. on. Let's go move on. on. <laughs> Anyways, be careful who you let feed you, like, spiritually. Mm-hmm. You can't just let anybody feed your spirit. And you need to understand that your spiritual diet is beyond church. Your spiritual diet is what you put in your body. Your spiritual diet is what you listen to, the music you listen to. Your spiritual diet is um, the people you surround yourself with. If you're around negative people 24-7, you're going to be negative. Birds of a feather. Fly together. together. Amen. (laughs) So let's just, y'all are a mess, though. Y'all are a mess. (laughs) But on my soul, yo, like... You got to be careful who you let feed you. That was the first thing that came to my mind. Number two, we live in a society where it is a rebellious act to love yourself. Shit. We live in a society where you could be seen as a rebel for loving yourself. If you post a picture on your social media with a plain face and a natural body, you're so, you ha- you're so brave. You have mm. so much courage. I aim to be like you. 
you have so much courage because I'm because I'm being mm, myself. myself. That's so mean. Because I'm, I'm being myself. <sighs> Damn, that's some shit. It's right? so evil the way it's taught. Right. For us to just try and be everything than other than we are or right. what we are. Because we praise fakeness mm-hmm. too much. Mm-hmm. And when you do praise fakeness, you Ooh. start to only see that. And that's all you expect to see. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, there was one more. And it left. So if it comes back, I'll let y'all know. It's true. <laughs> but speaking of praising fakeness, that's very true. And, like, we are a generation where, like... Mm social media plays a huge role in that yes, and it's man. true like women and it's like the thing is when people post like it's edited photos like there's mm-hmm. filters on there like things have been oh. done to adjust the photo to make it look like it's perfection and then it's fed to the world and mm-hmm. then that becomes like what you should desire and it's true like you being yourself is like rebellious act because but it's also because of like the backlash you can receive from that mm-hmm. and so like that's just crazy that being yourself is a bold it's such a bold statement yeah. and it's not like a nor like normalized yes. you know and then that affects like the kind of mm-hmm. people that you bring in your circle because it's like if you are putting up a persona people are going to be attracted to that persona right. and then if it's different than who you are right. it's like everyone mm. is just bringing fakeness to the table that's what we're doing absolutely mm. And that's, yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. Go ahead, Sky. <laughs> mm. She about to go in. No, I just feel every word. Because the person who, look at me. <laughs> like, oh, oh, sorry, I'm sorry, y'all. You can't see me. Y'all, but, y'all, y'all missing out. But, oh, <laughs> But, like, literally, like, someone who is chunky, I don't care what anybody say about the things I wear. Like, I am me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't wear a lot of makeup. I mean, I, I, I mean, you wear makeup, it's cool. You can wear makeup. <laughs> but it's like, we, when you see stretch marks, mm-hmm. people be like, what's, what? Or if you have a dry skin condition, mm-hmm. we, we sew into the filters and into, you need to have a big booty and the mm-hmm. booty, yeah. and, but you need your boobs to sit at your neck. Like, you don't realize boobs sag. Can my titties sag in peace? Can I have a pimple in peace? Mm. If you post a picture, you got a pimple. People, people talk about your pimple. Your pimple. Like, you never, you never had a pimple. pimple. They be like, oh, yeah. Um, You need to slick your edges. Like, you never had peasy edges before. Let me have my <laughs> peas in the kitchen Man. in peace. People are so quick. Like, they never had those problems. Or not even a problem. Those things that are you. It's natural. God. People, yeah. um, you know, get on people because they want to wear their 4C afro. Mm-hmm. I'm not about to apologize because I don't have 3A here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to embrace me. Exactly. We need to start to embrace ourselves because mm-hmm. not only are we quick to tear down people who are just like us, mm-hmm. we don't appreciate ourselves because you're trying to bring down somebody who is just like you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. How you gonna tell that girl who have four C here that she needs to straighten it, blow dry it when you got four C here yourself? Mm. Soft self hate. Yeah. Self-hate. It's soft self hate, and we need to embrace to love ourselves, mm-hmm. and we need to know how to distinct um, reality from fake. Mm. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We see people who, we see these celebrities who put filters and all this on everything. We'd be like, we're ugly. Not, <laughs> not to not realize that. Those celebrities have acne too. Mm-hmm. They have cellulite too. Mm. They fed deep into that persona 
of trying to be someone you're not. And we need to learn to not feed into that. Be like, mm-hmm. oh, they're cute or whatever, but I'm going to still be me and not use exactly. a filter. I'm going to still be me and show my jelly rolls. Mm-hmm. I'm going to still be me and let my titties flow. Yes. So appreciate my titties that's halfway down my stomach and not in my neck. Free the titties. We have to learn to really appreciate ourselves and distinct that. And that's why sometimes I love social media because you can spread the word, but sometimes mm. sometimes it's not always the good word. Mm. It's true. Mm. Okay. And, you know, and it's, it's true. Just, and everyone's opinionated. Yeah. yeah. Like everyone's opinionated. opinionated. Everybody and has everybody opinion. feels like they have the right to express that, right. especially when it comes to your identity. Right. And so it's like really important to have a really good guard on your heart and a really mm-hmm. good guard on your mind because you can ultimately choose what words affect you. And so, not entirely, but you can you can choose how you want to move with that. Yeah, you know? react. And so, I feel like regardless, people are always going to have opinions, especially because social media will always be around now. Mm-hmm. It's like people are always going to feel that they have the right to say something about how you carry yourself in this world and how you look at yourself in this world. Mm-hmm. But I think, like you said, Sky, it's important to love yourself so much that whatever the world decides to say about me, or whatever the world decides to, you know, come at me for, or whatever the world th- tells me I need to correct, that is that whatever I decide to do with myself and my being isn't yes. dictated by that. I think something that my sister told me a while back, and like, it really stuck, and I was like, I, she finally told me this, like, freshman year of college. Yeah. But um, she said that what other people think of you is none of your business mm. and I took that to heart like what another motherfucker gotta say about me is none of my me. business I ain't got shit to do with me right how, how much you hate me that hasn't that's none of my concern mm-hmm. why are you coming and telling me this so when people come and be like oh guess what so-and-so said about you don't tell me that shit mm-hmm. I don't give because, a damn yeah I don't give a damn mm-hmm. so y'all just spend time out of your day just <laughs> focusing on me Right. Like you ain't out there making money. (laughs) Like honestly, I can't I feel it's on the deepest level. I think I said it before. If you have time to be messy and if you have time to troll, if you have time to gossip, you have too much time on your hands. Mm. Find a hobby. You need a second job. You need a craft. You need to go for a walk, enjoy the birds and the bees. <laughs> read, a read, a read a book. Read a book. Read a book. Literally read a book. Educate yourself. There's so much more things, so many other things you could do with your time to make your time valuable mm-hmm. than to sit up and talk shit about me. Really? Because best believe I'm not doing that. I'm not worried about you. Yeah. I'm probably reading a book or taking a nap or work at work. Probably mm-hmm. at work. Shit. No, really. Hardworking woman. And also you have to realize that like people's opinions of you are based on their own experiences, right. on their yeah. own thought processing, like how they view the world, how they, you know what I mean? Like it has nothing like, it ain't got, it's true, it ain't got shit to do with you. It's right. really perception. Yes. And it's like you can't choose to carry someone's like viewpoint of you as your own. Girl, right. you know yourself, mm-hmm. you know what you carry, you know what you hold, right. you know what you got. So if the world wants to say that it's not that, anybody can say that. And that's on them. But it's like people's thoughts about you are really based on their own experiences, how they process the world, what they their preconceived notions about yes. people like you. Like, yes. you know what I mean? What they've seen. Like it's just you can't take it that's you can't take it so heavily and you can't because the thing is fifty people are gonna have fifty different opinions mm-hmm. about you. So what are you gonna choose to let it mm-hmm. sit in your soul? Like you feel me? Being introspective. Um, exactly. Yeah. Being introspective at all times, yo. A person is only reacting based on their level of consciousness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A person only reacts based on their level of consciousness. So if a person comes to you and they're just 
bashing you, like bashing everything you do. Um, the first thing I'll be like is, how do you feel about yourself? Man. Are you okay? Like, you, are you okay? Do you need a hug? Like, what's wrong? <laughs> what's wrong? That it benefits you and it gives you so much satisfaction to tear yeah. someone down. That makes you feel good mm. to make someone else be in pain. People make their whole careers off off tearing down people like mm-hmm. like gossip sites like all, everywhere you see it news like mm-hmm. it's 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 real sad and I feel like a lot of this is has to do with like white supremacy yeah because like like we're talking about like with like forcey hair like wearing natural hair that seems unprofessional mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yet like if you watch these debates with the fucking president and Man. Joe Biden it's like bro. That's professional, mm-hmm. and it's it's real. Well, professional. It's like it's basically just like a mask of of anti blackness. It's just, you know, we're 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 they can act however they want, right. but we're supposed to be right tip top, you know. So it's just fuck all that shit. I'm you know, so it's, and that's so fuck funny. all that shit. I love my. <laughs> all right. I love you too. Thanks, Thank you. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all so cute. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna um give you guys we're gonna leave with one more question because these questions be taking a minute if you've been here whole time shout out to you right thank you for sticking with us yo this is like what we hope this is what every conversation would be like we just really want to spread truth yo and have these conversations in your spaces too and if you're white, have these conversations with your parents because they're most likely racist (laughs) I'm just keeping it a bug I mean you can't be generalizing folks Um, Mm-mm. Okay, that's true. That's true. Yeah, can't you generalize it, folks? I yeah. apologize to the non-racist ones. Well, if you do have yeah. parents, but if you that? do have parents that are racist, and plus you don't even have to be white, right? Be any shit, that's very true. Ethnicity, that is very okay. true. You need to talk to them and try to mm-hmm. expand their horizons. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, our last question is: It has like um an opener, so don't be confused by its opener. Um. So it says, I feel like the kind of love that is almost, black love is the kind of love that's almost like a high. It feels like a high when you experience true black love. And no matter what state it's in, it exudes power. So what does black love embody in your eyes? And how would you describe its strength? And um, I remember when I wrote this question down and it was, I wrote it on purpose because I feel like black love is a sort is a is a specific type of love that's molded based on pain, based on yeah. strength, based on like the fact that every time you walk away from me, I know I might never see you again. Mm. So I'm gonna revel in the fact that you're in front of me a second more. I feel like real black love yeah. is just like it's. You can't match it. You can't. You can't match it. Like I feel like nobody outside of my race, no shade to inter interracial relationships whatsoever. Please don't mistake what I'm about to say for that. But I feel like nobody outside of my race is gonna get my pain other than a black man or like a black woman will. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like any other race will be able to hold a black man down like a black woman will. That's just my that's my personal opinion. I do not do not co-sign me. <laughs> take that to heart. Please don't do that. But I just feel like that's the truth. I feel like there's a certain kind of love mm-hmm. that comes from the pain mm-hmm. that is literally in our DNA. Mm-hmm. There's no one that's gonna hold you down. 
mega black person will another black person so i'm gonna repeat the question what with that all in mind and with that kind of power that lies in black love what does black love embody to you what is that power embody and how would you describe its strength that kind of power what is it how would you describe its strength um i think that's a very heavy question but um I think black love is really unique because it has the ability to, like, just birth a lot of things. Mm -hmm. I think, like, black love has the ability to birth beautiful poetry and music that's been Mm -hmm. written about black love and stories from our grandparents and our parents about black love. I just think it has a richness to it Mm -hmm. that because it's so beautiful, it can be expressed in any outlet. And because it's so beautiful... Um, it can withstand anything. I think black love has this ability to just endure that's insanely powerful. Mm. And I think black love, and I think we're really blessed to be black and to experience it and to witness it and to be a part of cultivating more black love Mm. Um, and being a part of, like, its richness. And I do agree that, like, because of its place of birth, especially in this country, um, how it's like from pain and derived of being having to be strong and derived of like that hope for tomorrow kind of thing you know because you have to hold on to it I think it like surpasses anything and I do agree that like I don't know like I do agree that that it will never die facts that's just on that black love will never die and I think it will continue to birth like beautiful things because and I hope that our community is like more willing to be open with it and be open to expressing it and being open to see what black love can lead us to. Right. Because I think black love has led us to um, to justice in some forms, led us to progression. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, this country is still geez. but and wow. led us to be strong. And I think like as we progress, as we create more generations of black people in this country, mm-hmm. that black love is also something that we value and that we realize it's our ultimate form of wealth. Like, as long as we have black love, as long as we are valuing one another, then there's no way to be stopped. Right. Um, and I think that's really, and I just, I just, it just can't be topped. That's just really what it is at the end of the day. At the end of the day. Ms. Guy Aikens? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I feel like once we truly understand what black love is, because mm. some of us think we know, but we really don't exhibit the whole aspect of what black love is. Yeah. I feel like we would be unstoppable. Uh, like, we would literally... I, I just, like, if we understood our power right. and understood what it was like for us to understand our love mm-hmm. and the love that we can bring on to others we would literally not have to stress about nothing because of course there'll be hardships in life but we all know that we can overcome together because we have each other mm-hmm. um unity unity um so black love to me once we all understand it because you can't try to say what it can be if you don't know what it already is. Right. Um, but black love to me, because I feel like I'll understand it, mm. is like, it makes me feel like I can do anything. 
Okay. Um, it makes me feel like I'm not going to let anything get in my way. I'm not going to put myself in any low standards to what society has tried to put on me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, black love is powerful. And we all need to try to understand black love. And in, in its in its entirety, mm-hmm. not just you know in a romance way, but in a right. brother sister way. Mm-hmm. And once we understand that, we will know our full potential, and that no oppressor, n- nothing in this world, um, and, and our mind trying to block us, will stop us. Mm. That was beautifully said. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Like love. Right. Like um, love. What you got to say about this? Uh, last, our, uh, the first uh, podcast we did, we were talking about, like, us being creators. Because if y'all didn't know, all lives started from Africa. We are all black. Because <laughs> I, need to make sure, I need to make sure everybody understands that. Because I feel like people just think that niggas just were slaves and it's like that's when black people started mm. nah we were kings we were the original people Absolutely. so you feel me um we're cre- we create everything we create culture we create music we create mm. inventions mm-hmm. you know like we are we are it's man black love is is mm. otherworldly it's 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 really it's spiritual mental physical it's a it's 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 something yeah you not you can't it's really hard to like put into words to really like express how how it is. Mm-hmm. But man. Yeah. Yeah. Miss Amethyst. Miss this. Miss this. I love that. He always calls me and I hate it so much. <laughs> Why? I'm just I'm like what you. Um, we spoke about this at um our last. That's for her first attempt. Again, sorry, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> her first attempt. Um, and we were talking about it before we got to the meeting. Um, that I want like everybody to like look around you. Just look around what you're sitting on, the pants you're wearing, the hair on your head, what you're touching. That's black love. That's black love in my eyes. That's what it embodies. That's mm. its strength. Mm. That's its strength. It's just like look about look around you. The first civilizations was in Africa. The beginning of life was in mm-hmm. Africa. The birth. Mm-hmm. The birth. The most sacred birth was in Africa. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like that love it it sounds like so biblical but it surpasses all understanding mm-hmm. because I feel like that kind of strength that kind of love that he, it never stops that it never ends it just mm-hmm. transmits yeah you know even after like the connection night whether I still love you yeah and I always will yeah you know I will always see you in a light of possibility mm. Even if you don't see yourself that way, you know, and that doesn't have to be painful. It doesn't have to be self-sacrificial, you know. But that kind, that kind of strength is just like, it's like, it's like breathing. Mm-hmm. 
it's like, it's like, it's like air. It's literally like the only way I could describe it is like breathing. Yeah. Like that deep breath, that sigh of relief. Like, finally, this nigga just sighed. No, I know. I <laughs> got him actually doing it. I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like that sigh of relief. And that's black love. That's, yeah. That's It's just great. like, finally. It's that letting your guard down just... Being your truest, authentic self, because you you feel safe, you feel supported, you feel, you know, it's complete. There's nothing lacking. Yeah. I think, like, love in its nature is transformative, like, in its nature. And so I feel like black people get to experience it in a way that's really incredibly transformative. And so sometimes that can be hard to put into words, but... Like relating it to air, to to fresh air, like mm-hmm. to air that's that for a breath that was needed, that released whatever you might have had inside. I think is a good way of describing it mm-hmm. because like you can't leave a space where love is and not be different when you leave. Oh, so like no you know, kizzy. yeah, and so like when we when we show up and we show out and love is on our shoulders, like. There's nothing like that's literally why that's literally why every time black people are anywhere, we shake shit up like the scene has changed. Shake it up, shake it up, (laughs) (laughs) but it's true because we have the ability to just transform and like love is so good in that way, and we are so lucky in that way to be able to be not only like carriers of that, but to have. to kind of be like the makers of it too, like the people who got to really first experience what that looked like and then spread that. Um, and we just hope that like it continues to happen, that we aren't people trying to run away from loving ourselves and loving one another, but like we continue to run towards it because we want to continue to see like the transformation of what love can do mm-hmm. for ourselves and for our people. And with that being said, we want to thank y'all for tapping in, for tuning in with us, Move. spending this hour. Yes. Okay, like, I want to, like, I want to challenge everyone. Like, honestly, um, I feel like everybody needs to be on this wave. Mm-hmm. I want to challenge everyone. Um, and, and not just in a moment. Yeah. I need you, like, to internalize it, make it a practice of your everyday life. Once a day, that's not a lot to ask. But ch- go out into the world and give some love. And not to the people that you love, but into the world. You feel me? Um, open, hold the door open for someone. Say thank you a second time after the first time. Just for yeah. shits and giggles. Yeah. <laughs> like, just give a little bit more love. Spread a little bit more light. Because it all starts with you. Mm-hmm. We have been begging a fucked justice system for freedom, for justice, for mercy. But freedom starts inside of you. Mm. You have to tap into a certain level of self before you can even taste freedom. Mm. Yeah. So I feel like if you want to truly be free and without chains, without bonds, without boundaries, like without... um any obstacles in your way if you could visualize that you need to reach a certain level of self first a certain level of consciousness first Mm -hmm. you feel me 
So I feel like spread love, spread light this week before you well this month before you hear the next episode of our podcast yes. go out and practice spreading love and light recklessly too <laughs> oh recklessly. my god recklessly. just go crazy okay. it might scare some people because it might be outside of your norm maybe but please go out and do that be about that yeah make it your business to make that your priority because understand that energy <clears throat> energy transforms 100% and if you're only putting love into the world the universe is only going to deliver that back to you mm-hmm. and even if you might be faced with negative energy the amount of love that you're receiving is in so much abundance that that negative shit is going to be like minuscule my nigga mm-hmm. you feel me? big words, big words. So- <laughs> <laughs> bro <laughs> I hate you guys. I hate you guys. Somebody wants to call me. Shut up. (laughs) Lord have mercy. But like seriously. Yeah. Spread love and expect that shit back. Mm -hmm. So if like, if if once you're spreading so much love and you're on that frequency, a motherfucker coming to your vibe on some bullshit, you're going to be like, excuse me. Next. I'm not going to let you dim my sparkle. Okay. Not at all. Like, I'm not gonna let, about to let you no. with your negative ass. It is a high. Yeah, it's true. And it's the best way to live your life. Like, you literally have one life, and you have the either the opportunity to show up with love, give love, both to yourself and people, or show up with that negative energy and carry just a sour, bitter, like, soul. And it's like, you get to, you really get to choose that. Like, you really get to choose that. And so, like, the, our encouragement is that Every day you wake up, you choose to show up with love. Because when you show up with love, you show up with your best self. Mm. And you always want to show up with your best self. So I'm so dead. So I lost Uh-oh. my train of thought. Dang. Because you started laughing. You? <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing okay. because I'll be making shit up. That word that y'all said was a big word was like a word I made up a long time ago. <laughs> it's not. No, it's a real word. But I think it's like not. Like I didn't say it right. No, oh, wait. Did you look it up? I did. Look ah! it up. Hey, don't. Is it she? See, y'all clouting. Clouting. It's small. It's small. Yeah. yeah. It's small. Yeah, and that's. No, it made sense when you Yeah, no, it, it. did. It make does. Sense. Okay, I just wanted to make Whoever. We're going to cut that part. <laughs> <laughs> no, leave it in there. Leave it in there so they can know. No, it's okay. It's okay. No filters. No filters. Love your authentic show. Shut up. Sometimes you don't know English, so hey, sure. if, I, I, I swear to God, I can't spell. No, bro, <laughs> I can't spell, bro. It's I, I can't spell. I, I'm not like them. Hello, I my name is Angel. Oh my. I can't spell. I'll just, we'll just I'll be having hard times. No, it'd be, it'd be tough. It'd be it's tough like together. Me. I feel like there should be an extra. to get her. Yeah, I don't think I don't spell it like that. <laughs> I really had to like do that as a child. Like I'd be like to get her. Okay, to. Oh, that's two. Right. Two, two. Yeah, it's bad. Like, why do we have to always capitalize our eyes? Like, even though they know, mm. they know what it is. Bro, right. Why do we even? Okay, we're getting off topic. But um, <laughs> to wrap up for y'all, because I know it's been a minute, we just want to say thank you for tuning in. Thank you, guys. Hope that you learn a lesson of love for yourself and yes. your people and your community. Um, and if you see us in the streets or whatever, a flaggedy staff. Oh, my God. <laughs> Say what's up. Show some love. Yes. Stop. Don't make fun of me. Um, (laughs) Speak. Yeah. Smile. I I know we got the mask on. You better squint your eyes. Right. (laughs) That's how you know somebody's smiling at you. (laughs) It's 
easy to tell though because your cheeks yeah. go yeah, I look at, I look yeah. at people's eyebrows oh my yeah. god they go like this I'm like yeah. oh <laughs> yeah, like, I was a person with a fat face you can really tell when I was smiling oh <laughs> peace love and chicken grease yes ma'am mm. And we hope that y'all are out there spreading love, spreading light, tapping into yourself, tapping into your worth, your abilities. And don't let this world stop you. Never. Don't even let yourself stop you. Mm-hmm. All right? Y'all she said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And on that note, peace, love, and happiness. Peace, love, and chicken grease. Yes, ma'am. Bye. 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 <laughs>